you know how much I like titles, but this is kind of cool when I think about this. It, that the anointing that breathed the galaxies, the stars, the, the entire universe, you're one with. That's pretty good, isn't it? And they, when you see, we'll talk about some of these, what, what a light year is, and show you some of these pictures from Hubble's telescope, because I love that stuff. It helps, me, it helps me get it here, like, God, we are so, we carry such an unlimited love and power and anointing. It's just, our, our minds can't get it. That's why, try get it here, just like Holy Spirit, just reveal it deep into my spirit, deep into my heart, where everything, where everything really matters anyway. So anyway, you know, when you think about it, it's... Um, there's, there's a scripture that says, you know, he, he spans the heavens with his hand, so his whole hand, and I like to think about it like palming a basketball, right? So he's got all these galaxies and universes that are thousands of light years wide, and it's ever-expanding. The light's just going, and yet he just goes, shunk. I can palm it. I can span it with my hand. And you're one with that, and that's in you. It makes your prayer life. It makes the miraculous. It makes healing. It makes everything different when you start to get it spiritually. Does that make sense to you guys? So anyway, let's go, let's go through this here. All right, these are pictures from the Hubble telescope. I love this stuff. Have you guys seen these before? Okay, that one's called the Pillars of Creation, and it's in this Eagle Nebula. The speed of light is 186,282 miles per second. So every second, it travels the Earth seven and a half times. One, 1,000. It went around the Earth seven and a half times. Two, 1,000. 15 times. Isn't that wild? This is a better number to me. 670 million miles per hour is what that is. Even Dave couldn't catch me in that. <laughs> I got a lot of comments from last week that they said, God, I would love to be a cop like that. Just put my lights on once and just go, right? So uh, if you can make that happen for me sometime, I'd love it. I don't know if it's legal, but I'd like it. Even if it's not legal, let's do it. We do lots of things that are illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Now, so, and then a light year, you guys know what a light year is? So every second, it spans, it circles the earth seven and a half times. A light year is actually a distance. It's not a time. It's the, it's the distance that light travels in a year. And figure it goes around the earth every seven and a half times every second. So one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. Take that out to... 24 hours a day, 365 days. That's how far light travels. Does that make sense to you like that? Like, you, your brain can't really get it. You're just like, oh my gosh. So that, those, these pillars of creation, yeah, yeah. So they, and don't quote me on this. I've saw, I saw it all over. The best I could tell, people go, no, it's two to three light years big, these pillars of creation. It's five, it's seven. I don't really care. Let's just stick with four and five, as that was kind of the consensus. Um, those things are four and a half light years tall. So the creator, the lover of the universe, that, that little thing, you can see the stars and stuff in the Eagle Nebula behind it. They estimate that nebula, that, uh, nebula is 50 to 70 light years tall, the whole thing. And that's just a speck in the universe. So this God, this lover of creation that did all of that, you are one with, and you're a co-creator with. And the much power and love and unlimitedness that has, you have. Isn't that awesome? 
So that does something for me. I don't know if it does it for you. So let's go to the next slide there. I just wanted to show you a couple of them. That's just awesome. I see all those. Those are like suns. They're stars that you see in there. And the, the monkey head nebula, it's called. So we, we just saw something that was four to five light years tall. This is 6,400 light years from Earth. That's just... It makes my little stuff that I'm dealing with on a daily basis kind of insignificant to me, right? I go, wow, that's, his love for me is greater than that. It just kind of gives you a scale of how big this thing is, and you're one with that. Got it? Does this kind of set the stage for you? So the, the lover of the universe, the God of the universe that created that is in you and one with you, and he's made you a joint heir, that when you pray, this is what happens. That's awesome. It is. I heard you, Jim. That's awesome. So let's next, next slide real quick. All right. Just, I want to recap a little bit of this because repetition is really good. So the Old Testament, the prophets, priests, and kings were anointed, right? And everybody wanted to get anointed. Why? Because really good stuff happened to you if you got picked to be anointed, like David, for, you know, when Samuel anointed him. When Saul, when, when Saul was anointed, all of a sudden he starts prophesying and, and uh, was also that the elite is made king, Right? And the priests were anointed because they could go into the presence of God. And uh, if you go read the Jewish writings on, on the, uh, the Day of Atonement, when the high priest would go in, they would say any prayer request he had, it was answered. Well, what is that a type and shadow of? It says the law, the Psalms, and the prophets, all these Old Testament stories are types and shadows of good things to come. And then Hebrews 11 says, but the title deed is faith. The real thing is what we have right now. So those amazing stories of the law or the, the, the prophets, priests, and kings, because the kings, kings are what? Kingly, right? Priests could do what? They could anoint. They could go into the presence of God, and they could represent God to other people, right? Are you a king? Are you a priest? Yeah. Are you a prophet? Yes, it says we all have the spirit of prophecy. What's the spirit of prophecy? It's not, to me, it's not even predicting the future. It's like, it's what I'm doing right now. It's what you do. It's like, do you know how loved you are? Because love never fails and faith becomes really powerful and effectual when we know how much we're loved. So you don't have to build up faith. As I was telling you, faith should be this natural thing when you hear the good news that it just rises up in you. You go, that's who I am? That's who I'm one with? I'm one with the anointing? The fullness of God is in me? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This isn't just the Holy Spirit. A lot of you guys know you got the Spirit, right? But it says if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the fullness of a God in a body. So what's the fullness of God? Those light years of galaxies, all of that stuff, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, everything that is, is in you, and you're one with it. That's pretty cool once you get that. So all those really awesome stories of prophets, priests, kings, these amazing things, then that that, uh, you know, in the old covenant, when they came out of Egypt, when the lamb was slain, right? 50 days later, what was given? Old covenant. Happened on Mount Sinai. What, what happened on Mount Sinai? 15 commandments till he broke one. <laughs> right? <laughs> so there's only 10. They started with 15. You guys, I should show that again. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's the best. I know people are like, that's sacrilege. No, it's funny. It's, it's really fun. So anyway, so when the lamb was slain, the old covenant, when the lamb was slain, they come out of Egypt, right? 50 days later on Mount Sinai, the law was given, right? The new covenant, 
after the true Lamb of God was slain, what happens at Pentecost? 50. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Did every human being have the breath of God in them before Pentecost? Yes. yes. So what happened at Pentecost? It was revealed. The spirit of sonship came on man. And Jesus kept saying that. He said, you know what? The letter kills, but the spirit, when you really realize this revelation that Christ in you that's been hidden for generations, it's always been there, but you didn't know you were a son. You didn't know you had full rights as a human being as if you're one with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You're married to him. You're in him. You're a joint heir. You guys get it? All right. So the spirit was given, and you're exactly right, Michael. This revelation goes, I didn't give you a spirit of fear where you have to fear God, but I gave you a spirit of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. I can think clearly, right? I'm not divided mind. I don't have this good, bad tree anymore. I don't have to go, well, if I'm good, God blesses me. If I'm bad, God curses me. No, that thing was thrown out. It says he didn't give us that spirit. He gave us a spirit of sonship. And it's powerful, it's loving, and it's a sound mind. Got it? So let's, let's go through Scripture. We'll actually quote Scripture. Isn't that amazing? Some of you guys get up nervous if I don't. So even though he said this, he, he didn't say uh, Jesus is with his disciples, and he says, you know what? Gosh, there's so many things I want to tell you, um, but you can't handle it right now because you don't have the spirit of sonship. You don't understand this stuff yet. He didn't say this. Don't get offended. He didn't, I'm just telling you, he didn't say this. He didn't say... I'm going to send the King James Bible to teach you all things. Because what, what did the guys do for the first 400 years without it? You guys heard me say that. Not much. Just the shadow of Peter and Paul and John would heal people. Today we're so into the Bible we can't do anything. What did he say? He says, there's so many things I want to tell you, but you can't handle it yet, but I'm not going to leave you orphaned. I'm going to send something to you. What did he say he's going to send? The Spirit who will teach you all things. The Spirit will teach you all things. We can use Scripture, but the Spirit, the, the prophecy the, the prophecy we have today is Jesus is the true Word of God, and the Spirit has to go. Jesus is our starting place. He's our oneness. He's our everything. He's our love. He's our favor. He's our blessing. Whatever anointing Jesus has, you carry that anointing now. And all heaven and earth that was attracted to Jesus' anointing, that anointing in you, everything you're going to need for anything is attracted to you because the anointing in you. Cool? Different perspective then, isn't it? Because I grew up kind of like this thing where I, I, you had to go try to touch the man of God, and, and then if you got it, you fell down. Um, but wait, I thought I had a spirit of sound mind. Like, that doesn't look sound to me. Like, they just fell down, Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine if you do it. But here's, here's always my criteria. I always tell people this. Donald Trump's going to be here. World leader, right? Take any world leader. I don't really care who you use. But uh, would you fall down in their presence and then go, hey, I want you to listen to me and take me seriously, Donald Trump? I just don't think that happens. I, I really don't. I think, not that you can't do it or anything like that. I go, but I think you should be the, the, the coolest dude on the planet knowing who you are where you can just walk in it and you just go, this is who I am. It's, it's not so overwhelming to me that I have to fall down. I realize who I am. Does that help you guys? That's how I look at it. You can disagree. I just think if a lady's falling down her skirts up and some guy's trying to run with a thing to cover him, just like, I think we lost it right there, right? So you do what you want with that. But anyway, this means more to me that the spirit, when I realize who I am, I'm a son of the father. So Colossians 1.26, this mystery that's always been there, 
when he sent the, it's not that they didn't have the Holy Spirit. This is what people get. Well, he sent the Holy Spirit. They already had God's breath. They had literally who he was. They sent the revelation that they're a son. Oh my gosh, Jesus came to reveal this truth that I'm a son. I'm one with the Father. So this mystery that was hidden for ages and generations but is now revealed to his saints, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is what? The anointed one, the Messiah in you, the confident expectation of glory. That hope is confident expectation. So because of the anointing in you, you can always have a confident expectation of something glorious in your life. The weight, the weightiness, the blessing, the favor of God is upon you, in you, through you, and that's the revelation you got to get, right? So, Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 2 9. These, I was sharing with these last week. So, for in Christ, are you in Christ? Yes. In's a preposition, it's location. It's in Christ, the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. Okay? So, the fullness of the deity, I told you, is not just the Holy Spirit, right? That I know the charismatics that I, that I grew up in, everything's about the Holy Spirit. It's great, but I think they miss it. I think the fullness of Godhead in the body is in you. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is in you. Everything God is, this is the mind scratcher. He's in and through and holds everything together. He's in every atom of the universe. Is he in, is he in the Muslim? Yes. I'll get you thrown out of most churches, but that's, that's, what, that's what their King James Bible actually says. It's pretty interesting. Yes, yes. That's why if you go read Galatians 4, it says throw out that old idea that you're birthed from the law, Hagar, right? It says Sarah and Abraham are the mother and father of us all. That's all in there if you go look at it. Uh-oh. So I'll get you in trouble, but that is so, that's such good news when you get that. So do we, do we share that good news with them? Yes, of course we do. It's not that you don't. See, this is what people are like, well, what's the point of evangelism? Have you looked around the world? Are, are Christians really happy most of the time? They're not. They're not. They're pretty grumpy, right? And this was supposed to be this amazing thing, this, the glorious riches of this mystery, this beautiful hope of glory, Christ in you. Yeah, but don't eat fish on Friday. Whatever, I'm just picking one. I'm not, I don't pick on the cast because I got everybody. So I got everybody. Just read Colossians. So you just read Colossians. It says this food, don't eat, don't touch, don't drink, don't, don't. Those are types and shadows. The real thing is Jesus. You're one with him, right? So the moon's red. Yeah, okay, it's red. That's, I don't really care. What's this? It's the harbinger. No, it's not. Those were types and shadows. Jesus, the spirit's the real thing, right? I'm not worried about the blood moon. I'm, I'm Christ in me, the hope of glory. If Christ is in you, therefore... All things are new. The new creation's here. The new creation is you. That's what Paul's revelation was. Hey, all these stories about the temple, you know what that's a picture of? Heaven meeting earth in you. You're the temple. Don't you know you're the temple is what Paul said. You're the temple. So who's the high priest of your temple? Really you. I get to choose life or death. I'm one with him. I'm one with Jesus. So yeah, it is Jesus. But if I see Jesus is in the mirror, who am I looking at? Me. So I'm the high priest. So I get to choose what's good or bad in my life. Follow me? I get to choose. So choose life. Isn't that a better choice? Yeah. Well, I guess. For me it is. All right, Colossians 2.9. For in Christ, all you guys are in Christ, the fullness of God. So that's why I was showing these light years. Like, how creative? What creative power do we have? How, you know, when, if, you, if you take an atomic bomb and you split one atom, what happens? How much energy is released? How about light years and light years and light years of energy and time and space 
and that's just one little nebula. How much do you have? Prayer life starts to get better, doesn't it? <laughs> it should anyway, because it doesn't come from long words or drawn out. It comes from revelation. It comes from, my God, when I pray, it's as if Jesus himself is praying. You are a priest, not only to yourself, but you're a priest to other people. Follow me? Okay, so for in Christ, everything God is and who he is dwells in a body. So if you're looking at Jesus, it says the revelation is, wow, I'm looking at me. We're, his, we're for the display of his splendor. If you go read Isaiah 61, it says, we will be oaks of righteousness, his planting, for the display of his splendor. What's his splendor? You and I, we're, just, we're supposed to display him. Does that make sense? So, in Christ, the fullness of the daily dwells in a bodily form, and you have been made complete in Christ. So do you have to pray, fast, read the Bible, anything to get there? No, you're there. That's what the revelation has to be. You're there. You're there. You start there. That was the revelation. So I, I know growing up is like, there's a, did anybody ever hear this? There's a price to power. And I always had a struggle because I'm like, hmm, fast or a hot dog and a beer and watch the Yankees game. Hmm. Okay, this year, Lord, I'm going to make my commitment. Ah, the heck with it. Let's go. <laughs> Give me the beer and the hot dog. That's what I watch the Yankees game. They won today. They're on the doubleheader. So anyway, uh, when you realize you start there, there's no price to power that you have to pay. You're one with him, full, complete in Christ, completely anointed and one with him. Good? All right, then the last scripture. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, for the weapons of warfare are not carnal or fleshy, as if you go look it up, it means it's not a physical thing. So if, if it's not something we do physically, then where does all the action happen? Where's the kingdom? The kingdom's within, right? If you go read the scriptures, they're asking Jesus, when, when are you going to restore Israel in this temple? And if you turn on the Christian television, what's the question they're still asking? When they're going to build the temple? Jesus, when are you going to come do this, this Israel and build the temple thing? Aren't they still doing it? And guess what? A red heifer was born, and they're gathering the red heifers. Jesus says, don't go over there. Don't go over here. Don't go, look, there it is, or there it is. He goes, the kingdom of heaven is within. And the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's now. He was trying to show him, you're seeing it. You're seeing it. I'm going to restore the waste places that were broken down. What were the waste places that were broken down? Us, our belief system, exactly right. We will be called oaks of righteousness. We will be a planting of the Lord. He planted us in that, that truth. He's restoring us. That's what Psalm 82 says. It says, you know what? The foundations of creation are out of place. I have said you are Elohim's. That's what Jesus quoted in John 10, John 10 34, when he says, why are you killing me for all these good works? They said, we're not killing you for good works. We're killing you because you say you're a son. And if you're a son, that means you make yourself equal to God. To a Jewish culture, if when you get bar mitzvah, when you come of age, that was adoption. We think of adoption that I went to an adoption agency and I took somebody that wasn't mine. Were you always his? Yes, everything that has breath has his ruach, his spirit in it. So he didn't like bring us in. Adoption, Lily, when you, to a Jewish mind, I've come to maturity. I understand who I am. Whoa, I'm a son? 
So they're, they want to kill Jesus because he's doing these, not because of the miracles. So Jesus says, hey, you know what? I'm doing all these good things. Why are you so upset with me? We're not killing you for the good works, even though they're really mad that he healed on the Sabbath. They didn't like that. And then Jesus always gives them a zinger. Hey, if it, if, if it had to do financially, if your ass fell in the ditch, what does he say you're going to do? You're going to go get it out and don't let any of the Jews see you. You're going to hide it, right? So what is it if a person falls into a pit or a ditch that you wouldn't pick them out on the Sabbath? So he zings them, right? So anyway, what was that? That guy got distracted on that. I was just thinking. Because it sounded bad what I said actually right there. When something falls in the ditch, I'm like, it's not your physical thing. It's, it's scripture, like the donkey, I should have said. So, right? <laughs> Honestly, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that just really sounded bad. So, uh, yeah. 51, 51. So I'm 51. I catch myself sometimes. I go, that was really bad. So, all right. So the weapons are not carnal. Everything's within. We're not waiting for anything. The, wep- the, the real fight is here. It's inside. What do we believe about ourselves? And what do we believe about God? And so it says our warfare is not external. It doesn't come from all the success of external things or whether you ate this or didn't eat this or followed this day or that day or, or you were this religion or that religion. It has nothing to do with that. It's even though you can't see these weapons we have, are they powerful? Yes, all creation, the fullness of a God is everything God has, his power, his mercy, his love. That's how powerful it is. But the, they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So what's he saying? It pulls down any wrong beliefs. That's a stronghold. The strongholds are in your mind. So it pulls down any wrong beliefs that there should be no other principle is what it says that you are seated with him in heavenly places far above every other principle, power, anything you could imagine, pull everything else down and realize you're seated at the right hand of the Father, the place of honor, the place of glory, the place of power, the place of riches. That's where you're seated presently. Doesn't it say that in Ephesians? It says that. We're seated with him far above everything else. So that's the weapon. Is to go, wait a minute, I'm one with the Father, I'm one with the Holy Spirit, I'm one with Jesus Christ. I'm anointed just like Jesus. Everything that was attracted to Jesus is attracted to me. Wow, I can pray differently. I can expect different results. I can love differently. I can do all these things differently. That's what he's really saying, right? And that's powerful. Casting down every argument and every high thing that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every what? Thought into captivity and be obedient. That's how I used to read that. Hey, as soon as you bring every thought in and and as soon as you're obedient, then it'll work. Go read it clearly. What does it say? Being thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The obedience of the anointing. So every thought must conform and bring itself down to, wait a minute, I have the anointing in me. You guys get it? That's what you do. Not, man, if I'm obedient, then God will bless me. That'll keep you broken. Bring every thought captive to the obedience, Christ's obedience. So, Really what, what he's doing here is he's saying the disobedience of the first Adam, which was fleshly, is nothing in comparison to the obedience of the anointed one that did all things perfectly and it's one with you. Meaning that the fall, our wrong belief system, is nothing. Where, where, where sin abounds, what hyperabounds? Grace hyperabounds. So this anointing, this favor, this blessing of God is so much bigger, badder, just consumes any thought you had of the old Adam, the old man. Follow me? All right, so let's go hit this last slide. You guys doing okay? We'll get you out in the next seven minutes, right? 
All right, you're, complete, you're in complete union with God in Christ. You're in Christ. You guys are all with me, right? You're in Christ, the anointed one. <coughs> and these are just questions for you. This is what I do to myself. I go, so if the monkey nebula is 6,400 light years from the earth, and that's just one little speck, and all of that power, all that energy, all that creativity, all that love, all that light is in me and one with me, is attracted to me as if it's attracted to Jesus, what should my outlook on miraculous look like? I hate the word even because miraculous sounds like it happens for somebody, but it doesn't happen for the average guy. It should just be, I know who I am, and now I walk in the Christ life. Cool? So what happens when you, when you pray for healing, etc.? Does your prayer make it happen? Let's, let's ask that. Does your prayer make it happen? It says, before you've even asked, I've answered. So what is prayer? Is, it, is prayer to move God? Never. I've already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. What does prayer move? You. You, you, you start to get and receive exactly what's already been given to you. It's a revelation, right? So <clears throat> the power of, power of prayer, healing, supernatural favor, provision, what does all that look like? Did Jesus have whatever he wanted with all that? If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the fullness of a God in a body, and he's in you and you're in him. So all of that's in you, within. That's what he said, the kingdom is within. It's your heart and mind. It's the beautiful, these gifts he's given you. So you're not just filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the fullness of the entire Godhead. I've been sharing that. The one who created those nebulas, those galaxies, those stars. Think about that. He breathed all that into existence. And so when you breathe, that's why that spirit, that ruach is so powerful. When we, when we say things, what happens? Puts these stars into existence. Cool? I think it's cool. And then it's like the power, because I grew up very worried of faith, charismatic. It's like, you speak to that mountain. There's nothing here half the time when they're doing that. They're yelling at this mountain and everything else. And like, it's not moving. Just do it harder, louder, stronger. Spit a little right? <laughs> Say Jesus really loud at the end. That's how, that's how prayer works. I'm going, no, you, no, that's not how it works. It hurts when you have a revelation of who you are one with. And you just come into agreement with it. You go, man, when I speak, this is what happens. I have the gift of prophecy now. Right? When prophets spoke, what happened? It happened. Right? Let's get it. And it doesn't come by you praying, fasting. It may come then because you get a revelation of something, but it almost has to hit you on the head. It comes when you hear stuff like this, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just, let's just let's catch it in here a little bit. So you're filled with the fullness of the entire Godhead, the one who created the stars, the galaxies, everything in existence. So if we have all that power, all that in, in us, let's put this in perspective. Let's go to this slide. <laughs> all right, so you can get to your feet, Okay. Because I really just, I want to spend just a couple minutes praying with you because I think it's really, it helps. Does it help you guys? Okay. So don't try work up faith. Don't try fast, pray, the power of faith, the power or the price of power or all that stuff. Faith is an effortless thing that happens to you. Okay. Something just stirs up in you when you catch it, when the Holy Spirit goes, gosh, this is who you are. So keep your thoughts on his unlimited love for you. That's Ephesians 3, 19 and 20. If you knew the length, the breadth, the width, the depth. And to, to a Hebrew, the length, the width, the depth, the breadth, the four corners of the earth literally meant everything and everyone is, 
So if you knew that his love is encompassing everything and everyone, the length, the width, and it's also a picture of the cross. If you knew how much he loved for you, then he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you can even think or require in your heart. Cool? All right. So when you focus on that, hey, what would unlimited love do? Would unlimited love heal? Yeah, when your kids or grandkids are sick, wouldn't you do anything to be in their place? I would, right? Right? Rose, your grandkids are sick and fever or whatever, right? I would do anything. Well, guess what? Somebody already did do everything. We just come alive to it, right? So his unlimited love for you, you realize the power of the love that God had all of its creative abilities, everything that was attracted to Jesus, the anointing in Jesus is attracted to you because you carry him and you're one with him. So all the creative power that created the stars, the galaxies dwells where? So everything's an inside job. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, not your obedience. Were any of you disobedient today? I know you weren't. Watch out, Ananias and Sapphira. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen me do that? Barb's seen me do it plenty of times. I'll just fall down and shock people. Like in the mall, it's fun. And I'll slap my hand really loud, and I like I'll start wrestling. They think I fell down. So I do that sometimes. I'll fall down like Ananias and Sapphira. They're like, are you okay? So I'll do it sometime. I can't do it right now because it'll have to be unexpected. So within the next two weeks, I'll do it. Stay tuned. All right? Somebody have to remind me, though, so I'll do it when you're least expected. It's fun. Just get your cloth, okay? Get your cloth. So, uh, so when you realize all that anointing, all of his, the, the power of Jesus, the anointing of Jesus is in you, and you have it, does that change your prayer life? Does it change your outlook on situations in your life? And I get it, guys. I'm not preaching at you. Listen, there's things in my life that I have to remind myself and do everything I can to remind myself of this. Like, you know what, Mike? Stop already. You're one with him. You're one with him. Yeah, I know. I should do that because I teach that. Yeah. It just sucks sometimes, Lord. No, I know. <laughs> Anybody have those arguments with your head? Barbara go, everything's going to be okay. I know. I just want to be a pain in the butt for a little bit right now. We want to have a pity party every now and then, don't we? <laughs> It's just, it's natural. So don't beat yourself up if you do that. That's what I'm trying to say is there's no judgment in Christ. Once we just go, okay, time out. I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose life. Now we can start focusing on the right thing. So the power of prayer, healing, supernatural favor, provision, are they all yours? Yes. Do you acquire them by prayer? Sort of. You don't earn them by prayer. You, you come alive to it and you start to activate it. What's already been true always about you when you start coming into alignment with it, praying, Praying can get you off the whatever and get you on focused on the right thing. Now, praying like a worry wart doesn't do a whole lot, right? Oh, please, 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 Lord. That doesn't work so well. But when you go, thank you, Father, that this is who I am and this is what I have. It's supernatural favor is mine. The anointing is mine. His love is mine. Supernatural provision is mine. My business explodes and then it's anointed because Christ is in it. The anointing's in it. This is how stuff happens, right? When I go pray for the sick, I don't have to work anything up or look out of the corner of my eye if I did it. I know. I know in my knower. The anointing's within me. And I can see that person as whole because he's already said, if I ask, I have it. You guys got it? You want to pray? All right. I went over. Sorry. Ah, so whatever's going on, guys, I'll just kind of walk you through it. and Just remember that, that monkey head nebula, 6,400 light years. So 6,400 years 
that light travels in that time, and that's just one little speck in the universe. All of that glory, all of that power, all that love, all that anointing, everything that that represents is in you, and you can release it from within. So, Father, we just thank you that uh, we just come alive to your presence, your love, your light, your warmth, everything you are. This flows down the top of our heads and through every atom of our body. We just become aware of you and realize how much you love us, your unlimited love, your unlimited abundance, your unlimited favor, your unlimited anointing, everything you are as joint heirs we have. And we just thank you that, Holy Spirit, you just give us a revelation like we've never had, just more powerful than we've ever had, deep within. We don't have to get it in our head. We have to get it here in our hearts. Oh, we just love your presence, Lord. And wherever your presence is, there's joy, there's favor, there's, there's anointing, there's healing, there's abundance, there's limitlessness. Father, just let it touch every atom in their bodies. Let it heal everything it touches. Let it heal their, their wrong beliefs, their wrong thoughts. Let it heal every fiber in their brains, every neuron, every, every atom. Everything just starts vibrating in your perfect love, your perfect light. Everything you are just touches us, flows through us, and right out of us. And we just thank you for that. So, Father, from that position, from that understanding of who we are, that we're one with the anointing, that the creator of the universe that could just breathe galaxies out, that's who we are. And we thank you for that. We get asked for that revelation like never before. So, Father, we thank you for supernatural things this week happens in their companies. Supernatural things this week happens in their businesses. Supernatural favor happens this week in, in any job searches. Thank you for supernatural favor in any, any business transaction these people have. Father, we thank you for supernatural healing. It's their divine right. They own it because they're one with you. Father, heal anything in their bodies, their minds, their hearts. Father, restore relationships, restore marriages, just heal. Your presence heals everything it touches and just gives us love, it gives us light, it gives us joy, that the miraculous just becomes who we are. We don't have to brag about it, it's nothing. We just exhibit you, we're at the display of your splendor, that heaven meets earth in us. And we just pray that we get it, that we're sons, this revelation, the whole creation, all of earth is waiting for us to wake up what's always been true about us. So we just say thank you for the supernatural things this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, come on up. But uh, otherwise, here's what's really cool. As you pray, I love what Joe Dispenza says. He says this. He says, you can step back and become an observer. Right? It really is this idea that, hey, we're in and through and withhold the world in itself, but we can also be present and you can step back and trust unlimited love, unlimited power, and unlimited glory that loves you perfectly. So if love, and you ask in love, what happens? He doesn't say no. What he does sometimes do is go, hmm, nice try. I will do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you just asked. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Just watch his unlimited power bring it to you this week. Got it? You're blessed in Jesus' name.